Everybody, sorry I'm late. The band I was in was doing this epic, epic rock show when suddenly a two-foot-tall uh, uh, stone statue from Easter Island, from Stonehenge, came down and a little person just like a leprechaun danced around it. You're listening to This Film Has Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. I'm your host, Christopher Rivas, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Steve Brandy. Sorry I'm late, but I just got home and I gave my child a gift, which is a doll. But this doll is sentient, and it came to life, and now it's trying to kill me, but all I want is to have some child's play. (laughs) (laughs) And this week we have a very special guest. You've heard him on the show before. He's a comedian. He's a good friend. He's our neighbor! It's Mr. Tyler Garamel. Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me. Sorry I'm late. I was patrolling the streets of Mega City One with a new judge recruit, Cassandra. Um, we found out that there was a local gang nearby uh, spreading a drug called Slow Mo, and I had to fight them and kill Lena Headey. Uh, but I'm glad I could make it to the podcast recording. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you did too. You're the love. Great Carl Urban impression. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Carl Urban. Uh, watch the boys. Kill superheroes. Uh, I think it's important to say before we get too far into this thing that we are recording this just days after Biden has been not named president-elect. You said not named. I was going to say nominated and then then I realized it wasn't nominated, it was named. I'm smelling some Trump vibe. (laughs) Um, But no, it's just like times are times are like feeling a little bit different these days. Hell yeah. You know, it's good. It's good. Feeling like we're turning a corner, not in terms of like COVID, but in terms of like, right. Well, hopefully mm-hmm. in terms of COVID. Um, hopefully, Jesus. yeah. yeah. Uh, it was awesome. I mean, those are still Chicago on the rise, up. right? We're we're in worse shape than ever before. Chicago is at the highest peak of cases this yeah. this couple of weeks. Every yeah. day it gets worse and worse. Yeah, we set new records. Yeah, it's terrible. I think um, this current time is as promising as two young toy company executives looking to move up in the world. That's right. That's right. Speaking of is that, that segue? That's a segue, dude. Oh, man. He said some about my knock him down. That's me. pretty grunting. We give segue tours. We don't. Um, nice. <laughs> this week we're talking toy soldiers. Small soldiers. Small soldiers. <laughs> Biden's president. <laughs> Oh yeah, toy so is toy soldiers a thing? It sounds that's like something. it's a thing, and that's why it's like toys. That. I think it's a genre of toys. Soldiers. Like I think everyone just talks oh, about yeah, okay. toy soldiers, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, like a Nutcracker is a toy soldier. Watch your mouth. Sure. Yeah. It cracks nuts. Who wants to play with that? Yeah, we just got like the hat. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, wow. <laughs> if you got a hat, that makes you a soldier. <laughs> Anyways, Tyler, tell us why we're watching Small Soldiers, please. Because I picked Small Soldiers. <laughs> because I... this movie is... Small Soldiers? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, so yeah, amazing, dope, amazing. incredible. Yeah, yeah. I love this movie. I, I grew up watching this movie. This was, uh, uh, and this was, it was one of those things where I hadn't seen it in probably 15 years. And I don't know when it got brought up. It got brought up and I just, I jumped out of my skin. I was like, we need to do Small Soldiers. Yes. Holy shit. And I just... My childhood memories of it are uh, this is the most violence parents are okay with their kids seeing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like like the part where they where Alan Abernathy gets shot in the leg with five like corn roll ups and he has to pull them yeah. out and he's bleeding. I was like, yeah. damn, yeah. dude, like yeah. it's scary. But uh, 
but also just you know childhood crush on Kirsten Dunst before I knew who Kirsten Dunst was, mm-hmm. and then growing up. Uh, you mean Mary Jane? Yeah, yeah, and then having a crush on Mary Jane and realizing they're the same person. Uh, and I don't, it's just a good time. It's a good time. It's a great time. It's I don't I don't, I don't know quite like it hit me at that perfect age. Mm-hmm. You know, this came out in like ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety eight. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would have been nine or ten. I was just like at the right age. Like I, because too, I, I I looked up on IMDb a little bit about this movie was that. Uh, Joe Dante, the director, originally wanted to make a um, an edgy movie that teens could latch onto and have fun with. Mm-hmm. And this is what he came up but with. But then, <laughs> I, but then along the way, like the producers or somebody was like, "No, it has to be more kid friendly." So then it became this amalgamation of the two. Hmm. And now I feel like ten is that perfect age for this movie yes. because you are in it's that perfect, in between yeah. <laughs> of those two groups, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this movie as an amalgamation of what it was like to be a kid in the 90s. Yeah. Like, like this, this kind of humor and, like, kind of, like, extreme nature of, like, these sentient toys mm-hmm. coming to kill you. And, like, I, I don't know. I just, it, it feels in line. And, like, with the idea of they tried to make this a PG-13 movie or a kids movie rather than one yeah. that was pushing the envelope a little bit more. That sounds a lot like uh, a movie that we did a couple weeks ago, Galaxy Quest. Yeah, oh, I love where, Galaxy Quest. Where yeah. it's yeah. weird how despite a studio coming in, like this movie still felt like Gremlins. That movie still felt like Star Trek. And it was just like, I don't, I don't know, you, uh, <clears throat> you kind of bring them in all together and you got this, you got like, you got making fun of Disney mm-hmm. in this movie. You got the the edginess of the '90s and like kind of like that last beacon before kids' movies got too safe. Yeah. So it was cool that we got to experience that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I love like it was supposed to be so much more violent. Yeah. But I think the amount of violence that's in there right now is like the perfect blend. You know, mm-hmm. it's fun enough. It's good. Like mom playing tennis. Yep. <laughs> with yeah. The, <laughs> with the toys. Great. I forgot about that part, actually. Um, <laughs> Let me quick write it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was also just nice because when I was, was, I was seven when this came out and I didn't know who Phil Hartman was. And mm-hmm. now being 29, I know who Phil Hartman was. And it's that feeling. And a lot of the actors, too. When I look back, I'm like, wait, Dennis Leary was in a kid's film? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, that guy's crazy. This you know? movie is like a who's who of comedy all-stars. Yeah, in late 90s. Yeah, yeah you've got... But like even even uh, uh, Sherry O'Terry makes a cameo. Mm-hmm. 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 You know? Um, it's just... It, it's crazy to me. Like Obviously, as a kid, like you said, I don't know who these people are. But then growing up, watching it again, you're like, oh, I have such a better appreciation. Especially for these guys taking on this project like what did they think it was going to be mm-hmm. uh, a paycheck yeah <laughs> that's what uh, i well, think they think it was going to be because it was a kids movie and i could just i like like the way that i see now when i see jason manzukis pop up in a rom-com yeah, right right i know that that's not his his number one thing but because he's in these other things it's well, cool I don't to know, be like though, dude because oh, shit there's there's hartman there's jay moore there's david cross you know sounds like tommy lee jones yeah but, uh, that's it, awesome. it was also i mean this was joe dante made this movie right and mm-hmm. he made gremlins he made gremlins 2 he made the burbs um 
And so, like, he was a known guy at that point. Those are known projects. Those are big projects. Yeah. You know? Um, he made a point that he wanted to cast the Dirty Dozen as the Commandos. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. It's all the cast of the Dirty Dozen except for Charles Bronson, who was like, fuck no. It's <laughs> <laughs> no fun. And, like, uh, Spinal Tap is the, right. is the Gorgonites, you know? Um, so I feel like people had to have, like, known what they were getting into. I don't think it was quite just... It probably was for a lot of people, but I don't think it was quite just a paycheck. Sure. Either, you know? I sure. Slightly bigger. I, I respect this movie enough to hope that that's the case. I'm just being pessimistic. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, these guys are probably like... I mean, especially with like <laughs> David Cross a year before having yeah. been in Men in Black. Like, this was kind of his shit, but like, I don't know. Dennis Leary... I, I thought that they just casted him for that one speech in the yeah. in the beginning with the in the board. And then, well, Ford casted him to do their commercials after they heard that speech. Yeah. <laughs> I also it's interesting to see David Cross. I guess not interesting, right? But it, maybe it's an age thing because I didn't. Again, I didn't have a reference point for David Cross until, until I saw uh, what was it Arrested Development? Yeah. And then I realized this is kind of like you said. It's this shit to do what is it, Smurfs or Alvin and the Chipmunks yeah. or whatever the fuck, right? And then looking back, I'm like, of course he did Small Soldiers. Of course he did Men in Black. Of course he yeah. did, you know, like, yeah, yeah dude, David Cross. <laughs> I love it, man. Just keep working. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of uh, just, like, I don't know, inspirations from this movie, where it took me, where I want to be, uh, in terms of, like, writing this, I, like, we watched it and I thought immediately, Smaller Soldiers is the name of the sequel. Yeah. Okay, right? <laughs> and I tried to think, like... Because I knew Joe Dante made it. And Gremlins 2 is one of my favorite movies ever. And it, uh, if you don't really know there, the story behind it is that the studio wanted to make a sequel to Gremlins, but Joe Dante didn't want to just do another standard sequel. So he would only do it if they gave him full creative control, which is why Gremlins 2 is like a cartoon and like a completely crazy. different movie from <laughs> Gremlins. Um, I don't think I've ever actually seen Gremlins 2, oh, but I know Key and Peele made fun of it. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, so I tried to sort of capture that energy of like um, a sarcastic sequel to Small Soldiers, as if it were made by that original team. Yeah. Okay? So this is Smaller Soldiers. <laughs> and before we get into reading it... Um, I, I didn't I didn't fully cast it yet just because uh, I wanted to do a quick audition with you guys. Sure. Okay. Um, so Can my agent call you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, unless you feel really confident in your ability to read for Chip Hazard or Archer, those are the two like roles that can't be the same. I have been working on both of those impressions. No okay. lie. So I'll okay. do whichever. Okay. Give me give me a, a Chip Hazard impression. Maybe say in like Gorgonite scum or something. Gorgonite scum! Okay. <laughs> Reach for the sky, Gorgonite scum! Okay, okay, give me Archer saying, I am the emissary. I am Archer, emissary of the Gorgonite. That's really, okay. Thank you. I am Archer, emissary of the Gorgonite. Okay, okay, <laughs> those are really good, those are really good. I think, uh, I think what I'm gonna have here is, um, uh, Tyler, you're gonna play Archer. All right, and uh, Steve, you're going to be playing Chip. Okay. So the full breakdown here is that um, 
Tyler is going to be playing uh, the president, Archer, Slamfist, and Dad. Archer, president, Slamfist, and Dad. Okay. And then, uh, Steve, you're going to be playing owner, Archer, and... uh, I'm sorry, owner and... uh, Insaniac. Owner and ship. Okay. And I'll be reading for Insaniac. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't know that's what that character's name was. Yeah. So I had to look it up. It's awesome. Um, it's a good name. <laughs> but yeah, Insaniac. Uh, and then I'll be doing all the stage directions. Uh, so this is Small Soldiers. <clears throat> Fade in. Interior. Mystical Asian trinket shop. Day. Dad enters a, myst- a mystical Asian trinket shop. The interior is packed with curiosities from around the world. It's packed super tight, like those shops in Chinatown. Dad approaches the counter. Uh, hey, I'm looking for a gift for my son. Might I suggest Clamp Mart down the street? No, no, he likes this mystical Asian trinket shop shit. Sir, we don't sell toys. Dad looks around and notices a major chip hazard doll behind the counter. The doll appears to be bound with twist ties and gagged with the cutest amount of duct tape. Hey, what about that doll? Looks like a toy to me. Oh, this? He picks up the doll. This is Major Chip Hazard, leader of the Commando Elite. His mission is to seek out and destroy the Gorgonites. He is a, he's a sophisticated artificial intelligence that would put your very life in danger. Uh, okay, so how much for the toy? Major Chip Hazard, everything else is just a toy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last time one of these got out, it caused great damage to... Less talky, more transaction-y. Dad pulls out his wallet and begins to flash several large bills. I couldn't possibly sell. As owner speaks, his eyes follow the only other customer in the store as they exit. 800 cash, American. Dad slaps the wad of bills on the, ta- on the counter, and owner is about to hand over the doll. You must know, this doll comes with a great warning. Three rules. <laughs> Do not get him wet. Do not leave him in a hot car with the windows rolled up. (laughs) And do not kiss it. Simple enough? No, seriously. Do not kiss the doll. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Don't get him wet. Hot car. Kiss it. No! Dad exits (laughs) the store and immediately looks at the doll in his hands. His thumb strokes the figure's chest. He removes the tiny duct tape and closes his eyes as he leans in. Like Adam... (laughs) Uh, interior, so this is like the uh, abridged overall thing, so we're going to hit the highlights here. Cool, cool. So now we cut to interior garage day. Major Chip Hazard looks over an assembly line at the floor of a garage. He laughs to himself as he puts his fists on his hips. We see that the assembly line is turning little green army men into smart soldiers, like with the Barbie doll scene in that first movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Then we cut to uh, exterior organ in the daytime. Slamfist rises out of some black goo and walks over to the Gorgonites, <laughs> standing around a small toy-sized campfire. Archer, I got covered in oil again. Yeah, it's okay. My whole purpose is that I'm dumb as fuck! <laughs> it is the humans. Their oil pipeline has ruined the ecosystem. Eyeball blinks. Eyeball is right, Ocula. <laughs> they also made you to be stupid as fuck. But what can we do? We were designed to learn. We have learned a great deal about war. Archer cocks a big gun that looks like a grenade launcher. But it has one of those shotgun sliding thingies on the front. A pump. Yeah, a pump. 
Uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of what it was called. Uh, War by Edwin Starr plays. Got to exterior hills overlooking Pittsburgh. Day. Looking through binoculars, we see the town of Pittsburgh. We see the eyeball was the one looking through half the binoculars. It looks to Archer and blinks twice. Target spotted. The ram uh, walks forward dragging a <laughs> nuclear warhead. Cut to... Jesus. <laughs> Cut to the same looking through more binoculars. Again, this time we see the Gorgonites dragging that nuke, doing what they were just doing. Cool. Through the forest. And as the binoculars are lowered, we see that Chip Hazard was the one looking through them. Playtime is over. Commandos, move out! Back to the Gorgonites. As they walk through the forest, Slamfist looks up to see the leaves rustling. Archer, I'm afraid. <laughs> Do not worry. It is only the wind. Not this time! Archer turns. He is now looking down the barrel of a gun. <laughs> Hide from this. Archer... <laughs> <laughs> and it shot his hair blackout. <laughs> Interior, Oval Office, day. Chip Hazard stands at attention in the middle of the room. The president stands and walks from behind his desk. He is now shoot-a-face with Chip. <clears throat> Major Chip Hazard, you are so good at killing Gorgonites that I am officially promoting you to general and putting you in charge of our anti-hippie division. The president salutes Chip, who salutes back. The president walks over to a globe and opens it to reveal the bar inside. He pours two glasses of brown liquid. At ease. How about a celebratory drink? Thank you, sir. But I do not drink and I do not kiss. Oh. Well, I guess there goes my second question. <laughs> they stare into each other's eyes as the U.S. Army theme plays. Fade to black. What is it good for kissing those dolls? Kiss them again. I get it, kiss it. No! <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> the right amount of stupid. Yeah. I like that the, the Gorgonites did not put up a fight, really. Like, there was a lot of setup, and they just shot them. <laughs> I wish that you would have added in um, with the kissing line. The, the president discreetly takes his hands out of his pants, <laughs> leaving the microphone where it is. <laughs> the president lightly pats Chip's plastic butt. <laughs> you just hear like a... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's just goofy. Uh, <laughs> just bringing back uh, gremlins. Just bringing back gremlins, but also, you know, kiss the doll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is that a rule? Don't kiss that doll because <laughs> it's spooky story structure. You gotta have a, 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 a mysterious yeah. guy who tells you the rules, and you don't follow the rules. <laughs> The rules make no logical sense of why you can't kiss it. You're upset about logic? <laughs> yeah. 
These toys are alive, bro. I wanted bro. to pay off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, maybe maybe when we write the full thing out. Uh, yeah. Right, we'll, right. We'll have yeah, 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 It'll right. still have to end like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Title card, the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was my vision of this sequel inspired by... Uh, <laughs> you know, Gremlins, basically. Yeah. Uh, Steve, what do you got? Sure, I got a teaser trailer. So okay. if you could bring up the script that reads "Small Soldiers, Big Battles," nice. which I'm pretty sure was like the tagline of the first movie, but now it's officially the title oh, of the second. That's movie. a good tag. That would be a good tagline. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So here are the roles. Uh, you will be Jay Moore. You will be David Cross. Uh, it's not actually Jay Moore and David Cross. Those are just the characters. It's so Larry if you're new <laughs> to the podcast, um, I'm just going to just say the actors' names because it'll be less confusing to everyone. If his name's Mark, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, Mark from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Dante knows. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, if he's got a problem with it, he can come on here and give us his real pitch. Small soldiers, that motherfucker. <laughs> Calling you out, Dante. Yeah, if you're out there, then you do Jay Moore. You <laughs> Jay Moore. Okay, so Jay Moore, David Cross, um, you will also be the reporter, Tyler. Cool. Um, ooh, oh, uh, Chris, you will be the general. Uh, then uh, let's see. The so um, general's number 8778 5309. <laughs> oh, no. No, gotcha. you, no, you go to the general and save some time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, I'm all out of cash. Oh, <laughs> cash. Uh, okay, um, you're going to be Alan, Alan. Uh, Chip, and Archer. Okay. And I'll do all the stage directions. Okay. Wait, so I'm, I'm Jay, yep. I'm reporter, yep. and I'm Chip. Yes. Cool. I'm David and General and Alan and Archer. Archer. Yep. Okay. Cool. And I'll do all those stage directions. You got my Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> voice going. <laughs> no, I'm Tommy Lee Jones. You're, right. you're Spinal Tap guy. Oh, you're right. So, mm. like, like I said, this is a this is a trailer, more of a <laughs> teaser trailer. Um, short in nature, but it'll uh, it's got some montages in the end to, to get you hyped. Cool. Alright, here we go. Alright, uh, small soldiers, big battles. Fade in on Globotech HQ. The skyscraper is surrounded by dark, murky clouds as lightning and thunder crashes loudly around it. We quickly zoom in on the top floor of the building. We see Jay Moore and David Cross in a big meeting room. Papers are everywhere and arrows on charts are pointing down. <laughs> David looks to Jay, who is looking out of the window. What do you mean the shipment's crossed up? We have to stop it en route. It's too late. It's already arrived. Arrived where? Jay turns to David with a grim stare. 
Cut to a news montage. Clips of small soldiers in the field of battle being used by the military. For almost two decades, the army has been winning wars by deploying these small soldiers into the battlefield. Footage of small soldiers with tiny minesweepers walking through a (laughs) desert. (laughs) We see one of them get blown up. The remaining are visibly upset. Reason place. Uh, a loud yell from a commanding general comes in. Advance forward! The soldiers continue to march in the minefield, sadly. Cut to the reporter. <laughs> We're coming to you live from Globotech's Toy Con, where they will be debuting their new line of small soldiers that will be available for purchase for the first time. Don't worry, Mom and Dad. These action figures are just dummies. Cut to the convention hall at night. The lights are turned off, and we see all the toys sitting on the shelf. Close-up of Chip Hazard's face. All of the commandos have been rebooted, you know, for updated times to look more like superhero characters. So Chip totally resembles a Nick Fury like character uh, wearing a duster. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, He's wearing a duster in mine too. Didn't you? <laughs> uh, the eyes light on. Next we see him, soup, we hear a crash and hear a superhero landing onto the convention floor. He raises up his arms and all the other eyes <laughs> light up. Cut to black. Um, then we faded as we cued the Jock Jam song. Everybody um, get down. No, that's Space Jam. <laughs> Hey! Um, That song from Joker. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we're going to have Chip Hazard dancing down the steps. (laughs) With face paint. No, 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 no. But he's a toy, so it takes forever to get down. He falls. He's he's dancing, but then he just like kind of turns around and has to like completely put his body off. For everyone. The little kid is like feet first, push himself up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we think, uh, so. Jock Jams is playing. We see grown-up Alan, who has kept up with the family business. He's looking for a toy to revitalize his store. Wait, he's look familiar. He looks at a picture of the new soldiers. Uh, they're the same soldiers, just made in a superhero style. Uh, he turns around and sees the soldiers burst out of the convention doors. We see quick cuts of them flying on drones. <laughs> Attached to the drone are tiny flamethrowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are throwing fidget spinners that have been sharpened <laughs> to look like a ninja star. Yep. <laughs> they then fly towards Alan. Chip, chip points forward. Take no prisoners! A montage takes place of Alan, his daughter Rosie, and uh, Kirsten Dunn's character fighting the commando elite once again. Um, one of the shots shows, and this is like where the montage happens, uh, one of the shots shows them running over uh, a bunch of toys in the middle of the road with their Honda Accord. Uh, the commando elite... <laughs> you just going to build some advertising in there? Like, huh? Well, no, I just wanted to paint the picture that this guy is still a dork and he drives oh, a Honda okay. Accord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is level-headed and middle-class. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you saw that town. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, uh, yeah, the commando elite use a slinky to propel a grenade. <laughs> uh, new Chip Hazard is looking at the like old version of himself. 
so bringing up the tones of we're going to get the originals back to join. Uh, the commandos are taking Furbies and Tickle Me Elmos and inserting microchips <laughs> into them until their eyes light up. The final shot, we jump cut to the small soldiers. There's thousands of them climbing up the outside of the Globotech oh, HQ. Snap. And it looks scary as hell. Cut to black. Title card reads, small soldiers, big battles. Then we cut to Rosie walking through the woods. <clears throat> we hear some rustling, and she looks over. She sees a figure step forward. He looks up and says, Greetings. I am Archer, emissary of the Gorgonites. How can we help? Cut to black. It's Gorgon, Bang. Thanks, David Cross. That was super fun. That was. That was like a little bit zombie-ish. It was good. It was good. Do you... I asked Chris this last night. Off the top of your head, do you have any... Any other, like, for instance, using a slinky to propel a grenade. Are there any toys that come to mind that you would throw in this as weapons? Fuck yeah, dude. Like, I imagine them uh, taking a not-animated Stretch Armstrong and yeah. using him to link, like, a like some sort of bridge and, like, crawling, you know, like, ziplining on him or some shit, you okay. know? Okay, like, hell yeah. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I mean, my mind's blanking right now, but I'm sure there are, I could just, I mean, I have a lot of my childhood toys in the apartment. Tatum's like, we don't have enough space for this. And I'm like, but I grew up with these. So I'm imagining, you know, like Hot Wheels, like I have a Godzilla doll. Oh, there has to be like Hot Wheels matchboxes as like skates. Yeah, Mm -hmm. fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) I also, I love, not to get off topic, but I love the image of Nick Fury uh, Chip Hazard coming down and raising his yes. hands and everyone like, <laughs> comes to click, life. Click, 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 yeah. click, all his lights turning it's on. It's like Wizard's Apprentice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, how about a uh, oh, fuck. I just, I just had it. I lost it. Um, I'm trying to think of a toy to throw in uh, that could be that could be a weapon. Um, it's gonna be something with Hacky Sack. I feel like you like <laughs> The fidget spinner thing was good. Like, hacky yeah. sack, I don't know. Wait, like, they hack it to each other and it blows up. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. here, here it was. Uh, Simon Says. They, they scrap oh, him yeah. down and force him to play Simon Says, but, like, Simon intentionally fucks up the person, and then it shocks them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Simon Says, or also a uh, twister, right? You put the mat on the ground, and if you step on the wrong color, it's a trap, and you sink in. Yep. <laughs> like, a spike comes out and kills you. Yep, yep. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> bop it. <laughs> you can do a bop it thing. <laughs> Everything has to blow up, though. Bop it! <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like, I feel like, uh, uh, well, you yeah, remember, uh, Mighty Max and Polly Pocket? Mm-hmm. Could be, like, no. little spies that <laughs> sneak around. Yeah, what did you hear? <laughs> it's like a quarter of a room, but there's... <laughs> Like a quarter inch figure just standing there watching <laughs> <laughs> at night in the dark. <laughs> trying to think. Yeah. 
see this gets a little techy, but like something with like Tamagotchis, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like one of the engineers is on the computer and a Tamagotchi pops up on the screen. And it's like, oh, <laughs> the Tamagotchi's happened. like, the computer explodes. Work. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you pick up the Tamagotchi, it's a psychological thing. Yeah. Pick up the Tamagotchi and you see you in the egg. <laughs> <laughs> David Cross sends the entire movie just sitting there thinking, like looking at his screen, like oh fuck. Yeah, I don't know. You you could use like silly putty as C four, I guess. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, but then you're dipping into that well of like it's an explosion again. I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. What about jacks? You throw some jacks on the ground, someone oh, steps on them. Oh yeah. 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 That's when like they're chasing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or there's like an RC car that rolls over them. <laughs> and it explodes. And <laughs> I just I another thing that like I want to say about this movie is I love how how much it really shot on Disney because like as yeah. a kid, like I love Toy Story and like seeing this now as an adult is so cool to see like <laughs> that people didn't appreciate it. I never thought of that. It's like their response to Toy Story, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> They're like, here's the real Toy Story. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Because Chip Hazard didn't give a shit if you knew he was sentient or not. No. None of them did. None of them did. <laughs> well, there's that scene where, what is it? They're spying on them or some shit? Or no, no, no. The guy the guy gets on Ellen Abernathy's bike, and he gets ripped apart because the dog's chasing him. And they all just, they never hide. They go to the side of the street. There's yeah. six of them putting him together and talking shit. And, like, yeah. no one sees them. <laughs> like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine, like, a passerby, like, what, what's going on with those toys? Like, keep moving, citizen. Yeah. Or something, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the toy tried to fucking kill me today, honey. It's like, kill me. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Well, let's hear about yeah. your toy murder. Oh, yeah. God. Please, please. All right, so I got carried away. This is called Small Soldiers 2, The Chip Hazard Years, The Rock Opera. Uh, <laughs> or A Chip Hazard Rock Opera. I have two different titles here. Basically, I got way too ambitious, and so what I did was I wrote out the first scene. Uh, it's like a five-chapter thing. Uh, pre-music, there's no music, don't get your hopes up, but then I just beat it out the rest. Okay. Uh, so we'll see if it plays. Also, the casting is going to be goofed up because there are so many characters, but right now, I'm going to read stage directions. Um, I'm also going to read Barbara Walters. Okay. Uh, Barbara Walters. <laughs> uh, uh, so a lot of it's going to be me talking, but I think um, I'm going to have uh, I'm gonna have uh, uh, Steve do Archer for this first scene. Uh, Chris, you're going to be President Gil Mars. Uh, as played by Dennis Leary. Okay. Um, Chris, you're also going to be Irwin, which is David Cross. Okay. Um, Gil, Irwin. And then, and then Steve, you're going to be Teen 1, and Chris, you're going to be Teen 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> you know it, bro. <laughs> uh, and then I'll be Chip. Um, and then, uh, Chris, can you be the bartender? course okay so it, it's okay if we fuck up as we go i'll just remind and we'll figure out whose cast is what because it's hey, bound you, to happen you teens keep your doll out of this bar <laughs> <laughs> uh okay all right small soldiers Two: the chip hazard years the rock opera an empty black room barbara walters enters and stands in the middle who are the gorgonites do they really come in peace like their leader, Archer, says they do? Or are they actually deadly, bloodthirsty Frankensteins? <laughs> Mistakes of a privatized military weapons system, like U.S. President and Globotech CEO Gil Mars claims they are. And what exactly is the Pelly Island Armistice Treaty? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Barbara Walters, and this is 60 Minutes. 
60 minutes montage plays over the sound of a ticking stopwatch. We see footage of the Gorgonites uh, sailboat landing on the beachy shores of an island, a bird's eye helicopter footage of some broken down factories on the island, and footage of President Gilmars addressing the nation at a press conference next to Archer and the Gorgonites. Cut back to Barbara. To understand who the Gorgonites are, we must first understand who Globotech Industries is. Pelly Island, an island in Lake Erie, just northwest of Cleveland, Ohio, was once owned by Globotech Industries, calling it home to one of the weapons weapons company's largest weapons manu, uh, weapons factories, goddamn, and giving many jobs to local blue-collar working-class families who inhabited the island. For years, Globotech <laughs> manufactured high-tech weapons and distributed them, distributed them uh, uh, from this location until the company went bankrupt in 1995, leading CEO and current U.S. President Gil Mars to search for another product to manufacture. In 1998, that product would be toys. However, due to what has come to be known as the Cleveland Incident, where a horde of these defective Globotech toys terrorized a town, causing mass property destruction and threatening the lives of two local families, also known as the first film, <laughs> the company went further into bankruptcy. Forced to shut down its largest weapons factory on Pelly Island, local economy and blue-collar uh, families were thrown into economic disarray. Then, in the year 2000, Two years after the Cleveland incident, and 25 years ago today, Pelly Island was recognized by the federal government, along with the UN, as the home and birthright of the Gorgon Nation. <laughs> Cut to footage of angry protesters on Pelly Island. <laughs> Cut to local militia setting fires to the forests of Pelly Island that the Gorgonites landed their ship on. Cut to footage of Punch It launching Scratch It at violent aggressors. In the following weeks of their landing, a war broke out between locals and the Gorgonites, who claimed to only be searching for a home to call their own. Cut to Archer speaking at a podium. <laughs> Behind him is Slamfist, Insaniac, Troglacon, and the rest of the crew. Greetings. I am Archer, emissary of the Gorgonites. Gorgonite uh, protesters boo and throw things. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Cut back to Barbara. <laughs> After defending themselves against local law enforcement and local militia who made it their mission to wipe out the Gorgonites, the federal government stepped in, along with many social activist groups, claiming that the Gorgonites were refugees, protected under international law, fleeing violence from the commando elites, a group whose sole purpose was to hunt and destroy them. Because of this, the Congress, Senate, and Supreme Court have deemed the Gorgonites legal citizens of the U.S., President and Globotech CEO Gil Mars, who claims legal ownership over their lives as well as parts of the island, refuses to acknowledge them as cognizant living beings. Reluctantly, he agreed to what would be called the Pelly Island Armistice Treaty, a ceasefire between the Gorgonites and the Pelly Island inhabitants. That is, until his lawyers went to court with the federal government claiming that the Gorgonites had reactivated the factory on Pelly Island and had begun to manufacture more Gorgonites. Yeah. Cut to Gil Mars at a podium giving a press conference. The Armistice Treaty needs to be updated. We will not be peaceful until they stop reproducing. I don't know why I said it that way. Because <laughs> <laughs> Trump just got voted out, that's why. <laughs> them learning to reproduce and use global tech property and technology to create more of themselves poses a threat to American citizens. Not only the ones on Pelee Island, but on the citizens of this country, but citizens of the world. If they're not allowed if they're allowed to continue reproducing the human race will be overrun by them don't let them fool you the gorgonites are the same bloodthirsty homicidal type of toys as the commando elite and i take full responsibility for their creation this is why i have made it my job 
to see to their destruction. Cut back to Barbara. But the Gorgonites claim that peace and empathy, not violence and destruction, are what they were actually programmed to do. Cut to Barbara interviewing Irvin Wayfair. So you designed the Gorgonites. Uh, yeah. They are harmless. The X-1000 ships and their bodies are different than the ones in the Commando Elites because the Commando's Elites weren't programmed to feel anything except rage. The Gorgonites, however, are programmed for peaceful interaction. Their main goal is to find a home and interact with children, teaching them the principles of kindness and love. Education was the goal in making them. But what of the Commando Elites? The toys that you claimed were the real danger. Are there any more of them out there? No. They're all wiped out during the Cleveland incident in a powerful EMP blast, also of my design. There are no more Commando Elites in existence, unless President Mars admits to the secret manufacturing of some more of them. Cut to Barbara in the dramatic black room standing alone. So, are the Gorgonites peaceful? Should they be allowed to reproduce and live amongst American citizens? And are President Mars and his weapons company making more Commando Elites? He says no that the UN has banned his company from making any more toys at all, but reports from countries in the Middle East claiming to have seen commando elites running around on the battlefield <laughs> fighting for the Americans surges around the globe, although none have been caught on camera. I'm Barbara Walters, and this has been 60 Minutes. The ticking of a stopwatch plays as credits roll. We zoom out slowly to see that 60 Minutes has been playing on a television in a bar. The bar is a seedy one-room dive bar full of long-haired, greasy, scary biker guys wearing leather vests. All of the other TVs play hockey games, but the TV playing 60 Minutes is angled off in another direction, facing a dark corner of the bar where a small, toy-sized figure watches from his chair. <laughs> Two underage teenagers sit by themselves at the bar, looking back at the toy-sized figure sitting on a chair in the corner. I can't believe we snuck in here. This place is so weird. We fucking rock. Shh. Don't say that out loud. We might get kicked out. Hey, I dare you to go talk to that guy sitting on the corner watching 60 Minutes. Me? No, you do it. Okay, fine, you wimp. We'll do it together. Get a beer. They motion to the black-bearded, tattoo-riddled bartender. Hey, who's that guy in the corner? Fear shows on the bartender's face. That is no man. <laughs> it calls itself... Lysinka. I wouldn't go near it if I were you. Only violence comes from it. Only destruction. Please don't provoke Lysinka. The bartender gives them a beer and turns his back to talk to another customer. The teens turn and look at Lysinka in the corner. They shrug their shoulders and approach the shadowy corner of the bar where the toy-sized man sits. They put their beer on the table in front of the toy. I told you not to go near him. Please. The voice of Tommy Lee Jones comes from the corner. Uh, let's have Chris. It's fine, Ted. These soldiers show bravery. I could use that. The toy-sized figure stands up on its chair, its face illuminated by hazy bar light. It is the mangled face of Chip Hazard. An ominous guitar riff plays. <laughs> the left side of his face has no skin. It reveals the robotic underworkings of his skull. Yes. The right side, a la Two-Face, still has its skin. He wears a duster that is black and furry, and its hood is the head of a dog. A yes. Yorkie puppy, to be exact. Oh, no. <laughs> we can assume he made this coat himself. He looks at the two horrified teams. Who are you, mister? The name's General Chip Hazard, maggot. What do you want? Wait a second, you look familiar, aren't you? The teens turn to look at the TV that is still rolling credits for 60 minutes. They turn back and look at Chip. 
Today, you said no one would recognize me here. Did you lie? Lasenka, I'm sorry. These underage kids stuck in. I, I told them not to mess with you. Cool! I've always wanted a Chip Hazard doll. Come here! The dumb teen reaches out to grab Chip, who reacts like lightning and grabs the teen's <laughs> outstretched hand. The teen winces in pain, able to do nothing against the iron grip of Chip Hazard. I'm not a toy, maggot. I'm a soldier. But Chip, what are you doing at a seedy hidden biker bar in the northern wilds of the Canadian wilderness? The world thinks you're dead! Chip looks down at his own belt. He lets go of the routine's wrist and reveals a pouch that he carries on his belt. He pulls out a tiny X-1000 microchip. I'm searching, soldier. What for? For a place to bring back, to bring back my platoon. The squad of men that I lost on that day in Cleveland. But aren't you a robot? It sounds like you miss your platoon. Does that mean you feel some unexplainable sense of loss and sadness over their deaths? Chip looks introspectively at the chip in his hand. Oh. Heyo, it is labeled Nick Nitro. He thinks for a moment, a look of sadness coming across his face. Then he looks up at the teens. A soldier only feels the need to complete a mission, weak human. And my mission is to destroy the Gorgonites. The bell on the door into the bar rings, because <laughs> that's the kind of bar it is. Yeah. And a sketchy, hooded character enters and approaches the bar. The hooded figure says something to the bartender, who points at the teens and Chip. The hooded figure approaches. I'll play figure. It's you. After all these years, it's actually you. Identify yourself, scum. The hooded figure pulls down their hood. It is Larry Benson, played by Jim Moore, the toy engineer who designed the commando elites for Globotech. What do you want? President Mars sent me. We've been looking for you. Since the Cleveland incident, Globotech and President Mars have been searching for a way to destroy the Gorgonites. We didn't know you'd survived the EMP blast. Then we started hearing rumors of a one-foot-tall, puppy-skin-clad figure wandering the forests of the northern Canadian wilds. I tracked you here to offer you a job. We know you've been carrying around those X-1000 chips of your dead comrades for 25 years, trying to reanimate them, and failing because Globotech was forced to destroy their factories and the means to make more chips. We have a way to help you bring them back. I'm listening. The president wants you to infiltrate Pelly Island and destroy the Gorgonites. Then Globotech can retake their old factory and begin to make more commando elites, elites with X-1000 chips. If you destroy the Gorgonites, you'll get your platoon back. Weren't you one of the people who upset off that AMP blast back in Cleveland? Killing my man. Yes, but the guy who designed the Gorgonites and I were, went our separate ways, and I was rehired by Globotech. I've come on behalf of the president to deliver this message. He was too busy to come himself, huh? Larry doesn't know how to answer. He looks at the teens, who look at the bartender. A long silence ensues, then Chip reaches for Larry's throat. Lasenka! No! Please, no! From the outside of the bar, we can hear screams and flashes of light. Blood squirts against the windows. There are thuds, the buzzing of chainsaws and gunfire. The noises die down, and Chip walks out the front door and towards his motorcycle, which is made of a KitchenAid, a lawnmower motor, wires, and knives. He puts the puppy skin hood of his duster on. The hood is the head of a Yorkie puppy and still has teeth hanging over his brow. Mission accepted. The motor on his homemade, a home appliance made motorcycle roars and he speeds off, leaving the once lightly populated biker bar now a blood-soaked cemetery in his wake. Well, yeah. Okay, so that was that's, the first scene. That's a great <laughs> open. Thanks. <laughs> you get backstory, you get violence, you yeah. get characters. That's a great opening. Thank you. So, the second scene, uh, this this is where I go into the beat cheeks. I did not have time to write the rest. <laughs> sure. Uh, 
so some backstory: uh, Alan Abernathy and Christine Fimple got married, but she wouldn't take his last name, so they hyphenated it to the Abernathy Fimples. Uh, okay. So the Abernathy Fimples, who have been made honorary citizens of the Gorgon Nation and have mysteriously lost seven dogs in the past couple of years and don't know why, host an ambassador from the Gorgon Nation for dinner, Archer, and are told of the plan to um, that. Oh, okay. So. Archer thinks that uh, Gil Mars, the president, has been kidnapping Gorgons. This is where I, I fucked this up. I should have put this in the first scene. But he, Globotech is investing in terraforming technology because they're destroying the planet. And they want to send toys out to test the terraforming technology in deep space. Sure. But the commando elite are way too homicidal and also super illegal to make. So he's been kidnapping Gorgonite children to send them into space. Okay. Oh my God. So Archer, yeah. <laughs> because they're built with love and compassion and they have the most likely, you know, they're going to whatever, do well. So the Albernacki Fimples, as honorary guests of the Gorgon Nation, host a dinner for Archer and the whole crew. And they come, and they all catch up. And they're like, hey, what's going on, man? Um, and uh, let's see, where was I? Right, so Archer tells them the plan uh, to send Gorgons in space and create a new planet with the terraforming technology. They were picked because they have super chips and are capable of empathy, love, and compassion, as opposed to the commando elite who are cold-blooded killers and will inevitably destroy whatever they come across in space. Uh, also, there's this uh, thing um, in the Gorgon Nation, they needed money, and so to get an economy going, Insaniac created a couple of bars. One is Insaniac's Insani Yuck Yuck's Comedy Bar. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the other is the yep. nightclub Gorgon Nights. <laughs> <laughs> they both tanked and went under, and Insaniac was never seen again out of embarrassment and shame. But all of a sudden during the dinner, the lights go out, and Chip Hazard with his new lesser commando elite. So the commando elite are illegal to make so he has a dumber platoon team yeah. to go in and kill them they approach the the house during the dinner and the albernacki fimples are killed uh and so are many of the gorgonites um and archer is forced to once again run from chip hazard and the commando elites the battle rages and david cross uh devises the world's largest emp bomb and archer is the only one left who can set it off stopping the commando elites and he does it and kills all the commando elites as well as himself. The problem is that the EMP was so powerful that it destroyed all electric technology in the world, thus initiating the demise of human society. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so society crumbles, Globotech goes under, Gilmar's wages war, all this crazy shit happens, and during this whole war, there's a satellite dish on the ground, and underneath it is Chip fucking Hazard. He still didn't <laughs> die, dude. Yes. He lives for another 200 years. <laughs> oh my God. The world dies. Earth turns into a desert. He witnesses the Mad Max Wars. He takes part in them. <laughs> he kills everyone, dude. He lives for so long hanging on to the X-1000 chips of his original platoon. And is so the only emotion he feels is sadness and loneliness. So and he can't die. So he tries to turn himself off his his lifelong lithium battery that will never die. And he lets the sands of Earth take him and bury him. Right. And he just sits there under the sand for hundreds of years until. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Um, oh, he finds a working television, by the way, and watches Frankenstein over and over again until letting himself be buried by the sands of the dead Earth. Because he he relates to Frankenstein. Okay, here sure. it is. Um, uh, okay, where is it? Uh, I gotta scroll, I gotta scroll. I promise I know this is going along. Okay. <laughs> the world is just one big desert, and Chip wanders through 200 years, witnessing the Mad Max Wars and outliving everyone wanting to die. Uh, right, he lets the sands cover him. He uh, Then a ship from outer space comes and searches the, the dead planet Earth, and they start digging, 
and they find Chip's body. And they, they abduct him, they beam him up, and Chip Hazard is reawakened once again in the medical wing of a Gorgon spaceship. And he's looking at Archer. And Arch and he says, uh, I don't remember anything from the past 200 years. What happened to my memory? And he goes, follow me. And Archer leads him to a, mu- a movie viewing room where Ocula has designed uh, uh, this movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he, he programs Chip Hazard's brain and flashes his memories on it. And Chip Hazard is watching all the destruction he caused, all the hate and all the killing, and one tear sheds from his eye. And he looks at Archer and he says, what's happening to me? Why am I crying? What is this? And he goes, because you're feeling sadness. And he goes, I can't feel sadness. He goes, yes, you can. Uh, all our kids started a new planet because the terraforming worked and we created Gorgon Planet and we turned our empathy into a science. We found out what makes us special and empathetic and we put that chip in you, Chip Hazard. (laughs) And we want you to know that we forgive you for all the pain and turmoil you caused us. And Chip begins to weep and the Gorgons tell him, we want you to go to our planet Gorgon and become one of us, become one of our family because now you know how to love. And Chip Hazard is so wrought with guilt and horrible pain that he sneaks off to an airlock and shuts the door and all the Gorgonites are like, no, Chip! (laughs) And he hits the button and it launches him to Earth and he burns up in the atmosphere finally dying, but in his last moment he lets go of all the X-1000 chips of his platoon (laughs) and he finally dies. (laughs) Holy shit. That's epic. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a whole fucking tale. So much. It's a rock opera. It's it sure rock is. Opera. That sounds like a rock opera. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like that uh, I like that there's only like six Gorgonites. Six commando elites, but like that's like Yeah, yeah. There's too many I don't want to name them all. Yeah, I, I like that these toys destroyed civilization yeah um i also like that uh his reintroduction was very logan-esque yeah like i felt like it was wolverine that's exactly what it was i was like canada duster he's yeah yeah. (laughs) oh yeah man yeah that was there's so much going on there i'm like trying to just like wrap my head around it all because yeah he destroys Chip is Chip is like a Twilight Zone character. Mm-hmm. Like this feels like a Twilight Zone, uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. Where yeah, you're so focused on violence that you don't feel anything, and when you finally get enough time to like not have violence, you calm down, and then you realize what you've done, and you're sorry for it all but it's too late mm-hmm. the world and, is a desert <laughs> but it's not even like too late too because the gorgonettes are like now we will forgive you bro yeah. <laughs> they're, they're totally cool about it it's all programming <laughs> yeah yeah they're totally cool about it and you just uh you feel for him at the end you know poor guy well, somebody should kiss that what um what song would you put like if this is a musical what song would be this falling back to earth would it be life on mars like i feel like life on mars is a a typical choice that'd be awesome no i really honestly when i was writing this all i imagined anytime i saw chip hazard's face was 
So if he's floating back to space with that, and the Gorgonites are like, no, and they're pressing their face up against the airlock window. He's like, near, 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 and the chips fall from his hand, and he's burning up, and he's yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and turning into a little meteor. <laughs> you gotta play it where the chips lie. Where the, yeah, <laughs> oh, that was that's one of my regrets about not spending enough time on this. Is I'm like all the puns yes although you were good at the one-liner references where it's like everything else is just a toy was it Steve's you know yeah and I wanted to work those in but I didn't have enough time (laughs) um yeah but I definitely I I was like I want yeah I want Chip to be like Wolverine Punisher you know like Mm -hmm. he's like a Punisher and I uh I, I wanted the Gorgonites to be like the Israel-Palestine conflict, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wanted, yeah. and then I had this idea uh, before all this to to do like a Gorgonite Forrest Gump thing, where Archer leaves the Gorgonites because he can't handle the pressure and he just runs forever because that's what he's built to do—hide and run. <laughs> so mm-hmm. people follow him, but I couldn't get that one together. Um, this but, is good. I feel like we can combine all three of these into like. A cohesive story. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I I, ideally, like, I was also thinking, like, if this were just like a fanfic series, right? Yeah. And and he goes through like these are the Chip Hazard years where he's like roaming the countryside, learning that he can't reanimate his platoon, and then these uh-huh. are the Gorgonite years, right? And these are the Albanaki Fimple years where they're dealing with their dogs being turned into skins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I think I yeah to work all three in, especially with the uh, uh, the fucking the. Oh, my mind just went blank. I'm so, <laughs> like too it's excited. Okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's all on this page. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it could totally, I could totally see that happening where you've already got them fighting. Mm-hmm. I've got them fighting with nuclear weapons at stake. Which is fucking awesome. <laughs> Dragging um, the fist once. <laughs> drags the nuclear. <laughs> um, yeah, and then just like, Incorporating, uh, you know, uh, uh, in Steve's, the the two guys played a little bit bigger of a role. So, like, having them both, you know, Mm -hmm. come back. Uh, I think who for yours is definitely fitting in with mine is them climbing up the side of the building. Oh, yeah. It shouldn't make any sense of how these toys can do it, but they're climbing up these glass windows. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's also just a really cool image to see thousands of little bodies angrily crawling up a building Uh to get to the top. Like, that is really scary. (laughs) I like that you put in the script, too. It looks scary as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you how to feel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is this is one of the one of the silliest ones. But I feel like I don't know. We accomplished a lot. Amongst the past (laughs) few episodes of this that we've done, this felt the most like cohesive like we were all on the same page more or less mm-hmm. tone wise yeah yeah, yeah. So, like, well we that did, was really interesting to see we did recently do rollerball where there's nothing cohesive about that movie <laughs> that's true that's true um yeah this was fun uh tyler do you have anything you'd like to uh plug or uh announce for anybody that might be listening <laughs> uh because of covid no yeah just this yeah. honestly this is like uh, I know, and thanks, to, like, this podcast is the second time I'm doing it, and it always gives me an excuse to, like, set aside a time and write one of these, like, stupid but deeply satisfying yeah. 
things, you know? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm working on other stuff, but it's it's that's mainly just for me, and maybe mm-hmm. in the future that'll turn into something. But this is like right here, right now. I have an audience. I have these two guys. They're gonna read it, and we're all stupid, so we can't yeah. Yeah. appreciate yeah. Yeah. just how shitty and stupid this is. Yeah, it's yeah. a good time. Even awesome. though this was a quality movie, like this was a good movie. Like, Who told you rocks? Yeah. Out of out of like all the kids movies, especially some of the kids movies that we've done on this podcast, like man. This you could definitely see Gremlins, and you could definitely see the, uh-huh. you know, that that style of kids movie, yeah, which is good. Well, it, a it's, good movie. It's really awesome when you see a group of filmmakers, like whether it's like the cast and the filmmaker and the director, or whatever. Like all those people are obviously really good at what they do, and now they're just making something, right? They're making yeah. like whatever, right? It's like it low stakes, and mm-hmm. it's just really well done. Yes, um, I'd like to to uh, to plug. Save Our Stages, for any of our listeners. Check yeah. out SaveOurStages.com. We're still in the height of this pandemic, and it keeps getting higher every day. And that is an avenue you can take, you can donate, you can follow along to support local venues, small independent stages for music, for theater, all that kind of stuff that is so important and isn't able to make any money right now because they can't have audiences. Yeah. Um and let's hope that uh, we survive it. And there are stages when we get back. That's one way we can try to make sure that happens. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then uh, sort of secondarily to all that is I'd like to say, if you're not already, check us out on social media. We are This Film Is Not Yet Created on Facebook, Instagram. We, we mostly just post like announcements. But if you want to like drop us a line and tell us what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. Uh, if, it, you wanna be, if you want to be a guest, let us know that too, you know, like. Um, I think if, we're just always looking for for movie recommendations and for for guest recommendations. Yeah, if there's that. if there's a if you're listening and there's a movie that you really love that we haven't done yet, um, yeah, we'd love to hear it and we'd love to love to hear from our fans of like what kind of movies you're interested in seeing as well. Yeah, Pizza My Heart. Yeah, pizza My Heart. <laughs> <laughs> no one is gonna know Pizza My Heart. Pizza My Heart is so good. <laughs> Uh, if you've not seen Pizza My Heart, you gotta check it out. We'll have you. We'll have you back on for Pizza My Heart. <laughs> okay, I think I've seen actually the poster of this. Is it like? Is this like it? You're, you might be thinking of Little Italy, um, <laughs> starring Hayden Christensen and Emma Roberts. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Where it's like, why the fuck did they make yeah. this? So yeah. Pizza My Heart is an ABC Family movie that's basically Romeo and Juliet with competing pizza company families. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like you had someone on the podcast <laughs> and then they wrote the sequel to something else and it got made by ABC <laughs> yeah that's uh, Pizza My Heart is it's terrible and great at the same time I don't know um, anyways we could sit here and talk about Pizza My Heart for hours but mm-hmm. I gotta get going because as a toy I'm about to get donated to a preschool. And I'm so excited because I'll get to be played with all day, every day. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that reminds me because I got to run because I was recently kidnapped. And now I'm actually with my original crew and we're going to be on display for everyone to see. But no one will be able to play with me, especially Andy. Uh, well, I gotta run, because, um, I'm a hunter, uh, and I have to, uh, 
Well, I have to shoot Bambi's mom yep. so that that story can get going. I'm the inciting incident in someone else's story. Gotcha. So I had to go do that. <laughs> but thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> I mean, for them, it's the most traumatic day ever. And for me, it's but just a whoopsie. <laughs> just you. another day. <laughs> just another great day of hunting. Yeah. Got him. Anything <laughs> wouldn't do for you. We stick together. You got a friend in me. Some other folks might be a little bit scared.